Hello, welcome to another episode of LFC Reactions. This one, Manchester City versus Liverpool in the Premier League. Yes, it's that time of the year again where Liverpool encounter what is arguably the hardest away league fixture of the season. Manchester City away at the Etihad. Um, history suggests in recent previous years that we have not won anything in the last three years. Obviously, last season, um, we lost 4-0, but that was literally the week after we were declared Premier League champions, so understandable with that aspect. Um, the year before that, the 2-1, the arguably the best match of the last Premier League decade. Um, obviously, City took three points then in 1819. Um 17-18, also losing 5-0. Sadio Mane getting sent off incredibly early into the game. And yeah, just the tide turning against us. Um, yeah, so Manchester City away has not been easy at all. Obviously, the kind of advantage is we're still in a pandemic. So there's no crowd factor to worry about here. And that maybe that would... Um, give Liverpool the slight edge um, coming into this game. That was our thoughts. Um, also, my thoughts before the game started was that how how well we played against Atalanta on Tuesday, the 5-0 away performance, um, and whether we can replicate that um, with this game today. That was also in my thoughts. Um, so, yeah, Manchester City, they're also, they love playing us. We love playing them. It's two of the best Premier League teams um, clashing head-to-head. It's Pep Guardiola versus Jurgen Klopp. Would, would something give today? Um, we'll get into that as well. So, the lineup now. In goal, you had Alisson. Left-back, you had um, Robertson. Centre-backs, Joe Matip and Joe Gomez. Um, Right-back, you had Trent Alexander-Arnold. Your midfield three... Genie Wijnaldum, no, sorry, your midfield two, Genie Wijnaldum, Jordan Henderson, um, across the front three, on the left, Sadio Mane, sent in the number ten, Bobby Firmino, number and on uh, right wide position, Mo Salah, and no right wide position, Diogo Jota, and up front you had um, Mohamed Salah. So yes. Um, Liverpool made a tactical change. It's not your traditional 4-3-3 this time. This time we went with 4-2-3-1. Um, which was kind of a surprise to me. But obviously against Pep's Man City, you want to try something. And maybe Klopp has... made With that lineup, I was thinking maybe Klopp has seen something in Manchester City to, to, to come to the conclusion that... Um, to come to the conclusion that Maybe Manchester City have a weakness in their defence and overwhelming their attack could put us in that advantageous position. Um, yeah, so obviously Joe Matip, the first noticeable change. Um, he's back from injury. The last game he played was the Merseyside derby when Virgil van Dijk got injured. Yes, it, it's been a whole month. Well, three weeks I'd say three weeks, but it feels longer because you've seen games happen every. There's been a there's been a midweek game every week, so um, it was great to see Matip come back in, 
and it was the right decision because obviously Nat Phillips is inexperienced, only made his Premier League debut last week. Um, Reese Williams is just a kid, so to throw him in against Man City would have been disastrous. You, you, the obvious pair, the obvious centre back choice pairing is to go with your second and third choice centre backs, whilst Van Dijk is out of action, um, and Fabinho, of course. So yeah, that we concluded with um, Matip and Gomez. So that's no problem there. Obviously, the fullbacks. Um, they were they're the fullbacks of the fullbacks. Without them, you'd be quite worried about squad depth. Um, the surprising option was starting Bobby Firmino. Um, obviously, playing in his actual number ten position, even though he's got number nine on the back of his shirt. Starting Jota was a formality because he got a hat trick. Mane and Salah also scored midweek, and they also perform incredibly well week in week out. So, yeah, that was the game. So, anyways. The game starts now and um, within the opening five minutes, you can see a tempo from both teams with regards to transition. In transition, both teams were explosive with getting to the final third constantly. Um, And the first noticeable chance I noticed, um, similar to the Atlanta goal, that the first one that Jota scored, Trent picks out a lovely through ball to Bobby Firmino, who made the run Jota made against Atalanta on Tuesday. But um, Edison has a tendency of coming out of his goal really early. And as soon as this through ball was in, Edison was all over Firmino. And it was, it was, and if Firmino had kind of read the situation early, I reckon he could have dinked it over the goalkeeper. Um, but with his jittery form, I just don't think... He wouldn't. He 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 wouldn't beat with the with the form that he has at the minute. It just wasn't going to be the case. He tried to pick out Sadio Mane, but then Man City defense cleared their lines. Um, and then again, another chance comes through. Robertson crosses it in. Ball falls to Firmino, but the ball stuck under his foot. So then, when he shoots, the ball's blocked, and that was the first two opening chances I noticed from Firmino. I thought, okay. Maybe in this number 10 position, he's able to thrive. Um, Sadio Mane was getting on the ball and imposing himself really well. Testing himself against Walker a few times. Um, and then finally, key point, a key, a key moment in the game happens. Um, the ball is played through to Sadio Mane. And he does a lovely um, half shimmy turn which deceives Walker and it forces Walker to clip his right, Sadio Mane's right knee. Mane goes down and it's a Stonewall penalty. So Liverpool with a penalty 11 minutes into the game. Mohamed Salah steps up. He's yet to miss a penalty this season. He steps up against Edison. Goals top left corner, scores. Liverpool lead 1-0 at Manchester City. And you could probably say it was deserved because with that 4-2-3-1 formation, everyone was doing their jobs incredibly well. Henderson Dom, Henderson being the leader he is. Genie doing the tidying up, creating, laying balls to our wide players to create our attacks. Um, and then this the 4-2-3-1, I'd say... It was working for about 24 minutes. And then, for some reason, every time Liverpool score against... I think 
we do this thing where we when we put ourselves in an advantageous position against Man City, which very rarely happens, we score and then for some reason we cut off our intensity just a little bit and we step off about five yards deeper than usual. And then this time, um, this time it was uh, Man City imposing themselves. And I forgot to mention earlier, in the build-up to that um, Sadio Mane penalty incident, on the other hand, Man City were on the break. Um, I forgot to mention that. Raheem Sterling gets barged by Jota. It's a 50-50. But Sterling maintains balance to the point where he's still able to get the ball for an extra one, two seconds. And then he intentionally falls over. And then the referee doesn't blow for a foul. And rightly so, because you had your advantage because you chose to stay on your feet. And then you lost it. And then when we won our penalty, Manchester City players had the audacity to complain. Why wasn't the Sterling foul given? Well, because number one, it was shoulder to shoulder. And number two, Sterling stayed on his feet until he decided he didn't want to stay on his feet anymore. And at that moment, um, the player was lost. And we're at this point in time now where footballers have to go down to make a referee to give the, to make sure the referee gets his decision. Because we've seen it constantly happen where a player is clipped. But if he didn't go down, the referee doesn't give it. But if he goes down, the referee gives it. Even though it was a clear foul to begin with. So that's never going to change. It's, it's too embedded now in, in, in European football period. So, and that's just the way the game is. We can't... There's no way to rewrite the rules, essentially. Um... But yeah, we give Man City half chances um, after that drop, after we scored. Um, the most notable one across from KDB. Um, zips past our back line. Ball falls to Sterling. Uh, Allison stands tall. Sterling tries to go near post. Keeper saves it and then holds on. Well, saves it, saves it with his legs and then holds on to the rebound. Grabs the ball. Uh, that was the first warning shot Man City let off. And then the second the second incident happened. Again, Man City on a, count, on a break, um, looking to create that half chance. And it, we were in a decision where the ball falls, the ball goes to Cal Walker. But because everyone, our back line has pushed um, to the 18-yard, KDB, Andy Robertson has to... Um, watch um, Ferland Torres. Um, Gnogan makes a run, off the ball run, which Matip has to watch. Genie sees that he either has to go run to Walker, close him down, or potentially stick to KDB and make sure KDB doesn't get this space. Because if KDB gets this space, we are in big trouble. And the obvious solution is to... Ensure that Cal Walker is left alone. Leave him to be the spare man. Because when KDB can create a chance, he can hurt you. But Genie Ronaldo forces Cal Walker to make the easy decision and pass to an open KDB. And then KDB turns, he passes to... Matip follows Gnogan's off-the-ball run, which creates the space for KDB to pass to Jesus... I'm not sure if Jesus meant this first touch, but either way, it spun Trent Alexander-Arnold and it's a poacher's finish where he um, shoots bottom corner 
Um, it goes past Allison and Manchester City equalise. Um, so yes, it's a great team goal for Manchester City, but it could have been stopped, or it it could have potentially been stopped if Wijnaldum just allowed Walker to just force him to make to force Walker to make the next phase of play, where he would have to make a, a decision. Whereas if Genie doesn't follow Walker. It makes it obvious to follow KD to. It makes it obvious for Walker to pass it to KDB because it just allows KDB in space, which you don't ever want because he's the best midfielder in the league, and that can hurt you. So yeah, the game was one-one at that point, um, and then we were having these moments of play as uh, when it was one-one where we just weren't getting that final pass correct. Like, every time we tried to create the final pass, it was always overhit again. And Jota was playing out on the right right wing. And I felt like Jota was completely wasted and nullified on the right wing. He's most effective in the middle. But who's occupying that space? Mohamed Salah. And who's occupying that space? Bobby Firmino. You'd rather Salah on the right and Jota in the middle. And you was hoping Firmino would kick on after that opening start that he had and he, he didn't put a foot wrong in the first 15 minutes for me no but after that the drop off play happened and he was back to his nonchalant Bobby Firmino self where he's he wasn't finding that form again and that was very annoying um and then yeah the Man City haven't uh create a chance again um KDB's on the ball he's out on the channels he whips the ball in Gomez it's 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 a weird one because Gomez could see that the ball is gonna get whipped in towards um his left shoulder, but because he's running to cover the space, um, as as um KDB whips the ball in, the ball hits um Gomez's hands, but he's trying to tuck it in as he's running. So, but as it hits his hand, it looks Stonewall penalty. And when I saw it, it looked a Stonewall penalty because of these new rules. But then the referee says it's a corner and Man City players all surround the referee saying, check that, check that, it's a penalty, hits his arm. And I couldn't complain because um, the new rule rule is bullshit, but it's inconsistent, it's inconsistently consistent. If you know what I mean. Because he's seen lots of dumb handballs get given for that. But the way it hit Gomez's hand, I just knew it was going to be a penalty. But did, could Gomez have the chance to readjust his arms earlier, potentially? But you're now asking defenders to to always tuck their arms in and be unnatural and ruin their stride pattern. Which is which is ridiculous for a defender to do. But I'm not complaining that it was, wasn't was a penalty because it was a penalty. As the referee checked it on the VAR monitor and it was blown for it. So then Kevin De Bruyne steps up. Um, he steps up for this penalty. He shoots and the ball is wide. He misses the penalty. So Liverpool bus case and um, the game remains 1-1 for the remainder of that first half. And um, yeah... For that period, um, I'd say for the first 24 minutes, Liverpool were on top and then were hurting Man City. But then that 4-2-3-1 formation eventually got figured out and Manchester City just was more imposing um, of themselves. Um, so my my thoughts at the end of that first half was to change that formation. Let's get Cater in for Bobby Firmino because he wasn't working for him. So anyway, the second half starts now. 
and it's belting down with rain, belting, belting down, heavy rain, and um, yeah, to start the second half, it looked like Manchester City were just getting in transaction more, in transition more, um, and it was affecting us a little bit, um, and then 55th minute, Shakiri's getting warmed up, and he's getting instructions from our coaching team. And then a substitution happens, 55th minute, I was like, yes, Klopp has finally learned that this 4-2-3-1 formation isn't sustainable for 90 minutes. Firmino comes off, but Shakiri comes on. I personally wanted Kato on because it just allows greater balance of things. Whereas Shakiri defensively doesn't do the things that Kato could do. And, I, and it could be a case of, oh, Klopp thinking, oh, if I bring Kato on, he's going to get picked for international duty. I don't, he might have gotten picked for it anyway. I haven't actually checked. So I could be wrong. Let me know if I was wrong. Um, my Twitter at is K-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-Z. Feel free to follow me. I'll put that in the description below. Let me know your thoughts. Um, so yeah, Shakiri comes on and um, it didn't have that same effect as the West Ham game. And the game is a lot of stop-start periods where the passing is very nonchalant from both teams because um, this rain was just pelting down, slowing the pitch down and creating chances just became a bit more harder and it was resulting to us doing back to this long ball nonsense, back to us being extra precarious just to make sure Manchester City don't get an attack. And then Trent's on, and Imagine City on the break. Trent is sprinting, sprinting. I think Shakiri lost the ball, and Trent was trying to make up ground. He pulls his hamstring out, or it was a dead leg, one of the two. And then um, a tackle comes in from Matip to KDB. And then after that, Trent falls down, and then um, it forces a second substitution. So Milner comes on, Trent Alexander Arnold comes off. Hopefully Trent withdraws from international duty and the injury is only a two-week thing where he's back after just one week. So international break coming at a handy, handy time. Um, unfortunately, Trent Trent's injury was probably inevitable because this fixture list was just killing us. And the Premier League voted against no for five subs. Well, the bottom 14 teams thought our strength and depth and all that. But without a pre-season, this is why players are falling down. You're having Champions League, Europa League games every single week. That's not sustainable. You can't have, without without proper fitness put in place, proper fitness regime put in place, injuries are going to happen. And Trent is now added to that list of injuries that Liverpool have had throughout this Premier League season so far, which is unfortunate. Um... So yeah, Milner comes on at right back. He's okay. But anytime Milner's on the break with the ball, Jota and Mane are asking for it, even though they're in a good bit of space. But they're remembering that this is James... They need to remember this is James Milner on the ball. James Milner can't whip in them balls that Trent Alexander-Arnold does. So he always has to recycle the ball and play the safer option. So then when... But he did the right thing with assuring things and tightening things up at the back. Um, but then there was one lapse in play where... I believe they crossed the ball in. Hayes' free header. Ball goes wide. Um, another, and then there was one other little scary moment when Ellison come out a goal a bit early than usual, but he tidied up well. 
And they said the com- commentary said something about Allison was tweaking his shoulder, and I was hoping it was something serious. Um, but yeah, the quality of football in the second half just dropped off heavily. It was nothing like the first half. The first half was amazing in terms of a game of chess, but this one was just like both teams thinking about international break here and just playing for a draw. And it just looks like it was going to be one of those moments. We didn't even do a third substitution, by the way. I would have liked to have seen Cater on for either Jota or Genie Wijnaldum just to see, just to create some sort of opening. Because Salah and Mane were starved of service because we were being so precarious. But so were Manchester City. And we and the game ends 1-1. Uh, fair enough result. I'd take 1-1 all day because it could have easily been 2-1 Man City had Kevin De Bruyne tucked away that penalty. Um, obviously, previous seasons, as I said at the beginning of the podcast, that we've come away with defeats before. This time we come away with a point at the Etihad, which is... A precious point. It's defining. It could be defining come at the end of the Premier League season. Um, so it means Liverpool nor Manchester City will be top of the Premier League during the international break. Obviously, we're now seven, I think, seven games in. I, I personally say I don't look at the Premier League table until 10 games in. When it's 10 games in, you know who is done who is fighting for what position here and there at the minute I still don't care about the Premier League table because obviously you've heard Southampton top of the league on Thursday on Friday then it's uh who has it been it could have been Everton but then now it's Tottenham and Leicester and you you see how it's so bunched together because it's so early in the season. Everyone's still kind of beating everyone. Um, so there's no real... These are the front runners for the Premier League. This is the top four race. This is the mid-table. This is the relegation zone. Well, other than Sheffield United, who have been terrible. Um, but yeah, a point. Pep and Klopp would probably be happy. My man of the match for that game... Probably Alisson, because he kept us in it with some couple key saves... Um, and he still assures that calmness at the back. Um, it was great to have Matip back. Gomez did well, other than that little handball incident, which is not entirely his fault, because I know the rules are stupid. Um, but yeah, it was just one of them ones where you'd be happy with a point. That so that's hardest fixture league, hardest hardest league fixture away done. Let's pray no further injuries or coronavirus happens during international break. Um, and let's play, pray that Thiago's back, that Fabinho's back, that Trent Alexander-Arnold is back after international break. And let's get some squad depth going again. Um, so, yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Tune in in two weeks' time where Liverpool play Leicester. First game back and my, and I I don't know if there's a Champions League game after that. They very well might be again. Um, so yeah, it will be in for the running and we'll see how that go. Well, the the fix the Xmas the Christmas fixture list lurking around the corner. Um, 
And we know how that, that December schedule is like. That can be hectic as well. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening to LFC Reactions. Like, share, subscribe. I hope you guys enjoyed this today's episode. Um, once again, my Twitter social is K-O-T-E-K-K-E-R double Z. Feel free to follow me on Twitter. Um, and, yeah, that's about it, really. So, cheers, guys. Thank you.